0: Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's t r y l i f e m d.com.
1: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
2: I've expected something a little
0: bit longer it's like the sixth week of it
2: And it, it always causes, catches me by surprise I, I expect we have longer intro music we for do the demarco show i just kind of expect that my show also gets long intro music but
0: but it's on youtube remember and, and, and the first show people said the intro was too long and so we shortened it it's because of the youtube It's
2: all because of the youtube well
0: the youtube that's why i can't play real songs
2: no, I know that's answer. I look I know that's why we can't play real songs, but that doesn't still mean we can't have some song in there. What's the point of the song? look I get i people on YouTube I appreciate your feedback. Thank you very much, but you know it's the little things in life that get us through each and every day, and for me, it's having my own theme song. Don't you all wish you had your own theme song? Everyone says that, you know, everyone wishes they had their own theme song that they could just walk around to and have playing in the background. I wouldn't pick that as my theme song, but like, that's the theme song I have. You know, if you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. And that's really my philosophy really when it comes to wait, theme wait, songs. Wait, wait, wrong
1: thing. Hang on. Why should you. You
0: don't like it? your theme song? That's okay. It builds. Wait for it. All right. Lights go out. And they fire back up. And here you come. See? Perfect. I'll tell you what. That's why there's a next week. Next week it'll be next week it'll be eight you and a half minutes long. You
2: know I got I got Greg to play the full theme song after I criticized it and he was trying to show me why it's good. That's some kind of psychology in there. Maybe can figure that that out. Maybe
0: I don't even know. I'm just like whatever. <laughs> but uh, no, well, next next week you will have the entire show will just be the, your yourself, your song, an hour of your song, and us an just hour of looking, my song. Though, looking not, dead at the camera, not moving. And we'll just be like,
2: we'll just be super still. That's that's how we review summer. People
0: won't even just, know that we're live unless like somebody walks behind us, like literally. You
2: know, yeah. I mean, yeah, and no one can walk behind this because it's just a. Screen, so yeah. nobody would know. True. Except maybe if a fly came in. But so you may be wondering, what is this randomness? This is the hashtag Miranda Show, uh, a proud part of the Chairshot Radio Network on the Chairshot dot com.
1: The dot com. Always use your head. The dot com. Always
2: use your head. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, the queen of soft style, Miranda Morales. I'm happy to be with all of you today. Of course, I have to add in one of my newer favorite uh, names. Is the most professional podcaster. Um, Thank you so much to Andrew Belaz for bestowing that on me. Uh, I've taken it and run. So thank you.
0: Still got the buttons.
2: Just a little bit, yes. So I have my co-host, a great friend, a good guy, the kingpin of the cheershot.com, Mr. Greg DeMarco, also here with us.
0: Are you really fucking with me right now? Are you fucking with me? See, I can't play songs, but I can play sound bites. No, thank you.
2: you. Have all the-
0: I'm excited to be here because I have to be. So, yeah.
2: Also, but I yeah, want to be.
0: He- but I want to be. I have to be. And I want to be.
2: That's a typical man response. They have to. <laughs> they, they, you're pretty well trained to know that you you have to be somewhere, but you also want to be. That's that's really I mean, if it's any conversation I've ever had with any man, it's not only do I want you, know I, I want you to want you to. That's that's uh, pretty much every conversation I've ever had with any man. So you've been trained well.
0: I mean, yeah. I know what I'm doing.
2: You know what you're doing. Contrary
0: to popular belief, I know what I'm doing.
2: Yes. So, before we get into this week's topics, which I think are going to be a lot of fun, you know, we got to tell you where you can follow us at social media or on social media, on the social media, however the, you want to say on it. On
0: social, as they, they they say now, at least on in the, the radio socials? business, it's all. They on don't the even soch? say on the socials. They just say on social, apparently.
2: On social. The on social. socials. The socials. <laughs> Oh, then we went off the rails real quick. That's this not week. real.
0: I mean, okay, it might be off the rails for some people, but that that's nothing compared that, to what yeah, we've done is,
2: that, yeah, this is this is really our standard conversation. really, this is actually the first time Greg and I will really talk. We communicate a lot through text messages and and messaging uh, throughout the week related to podcast business and other items, fitness. And wrestling news, but this is really and we, of course, record the Greg DeMarco show, which is also part of the Chairshot Radio Network on thechairshot.com
0: Oh, man, I wasn't ready for that. Thechairshot.com Always use your head. Throw a wild card at me.
2: Wild card, bitches! Yee-haw! I always do. Uh, but this is really the first time all week that we actually just get to talk and it yeah. comes out like this so everyone usually has friends like yeah.
0: that like like i mean if we we'd have to like uh, like i i wonder if we went back and like said okay what show did we record after we like had a phone call and did it not go off the rails it'd be really interesting that oh, to, yeah. but that's way too much work i'm not doing that
2: that's way too much work and ain't nobody got time for
0: that no and we no. barely
2: got time for this
0: exactly do i have anybody got time for that i do
2: anybody got time for that Old school, Mm -hmm. classic. Mm -hmm. Yes, classic. Classic. So (laughs) before we get into this week's topic, we want to let you know where you can find us on the socials. Of course, I'm the Twitterless heroine. You cannot find me on Twitter, but you can find me uh, on Instagram and Facebook at the hashtag Miranda. Greg, well, he's on the socials, the socials. uh, On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Greg. And of course, you can follow The Chair Shot on social medias, all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, at Chair Shop Media. The reason why I mentioned this last but not least is because, well, this weekend we do have a takeover happening on Saturday, Takeover 30, which means I may or may not be taking over The Chair Shot's uh, Twitter uh, on Saturday, so... And I say that really literally. I am not entirely sure if I'm going to be doing this. <laughs> uh, chances are solid, but who knows? Uh, so go ahead and follow at ChairShotMedia. ChairShotMedia. Say that three times fast. Follow at ChairShotMedia. And maybe you'll find me on Twitter. Maybe it will be the day that I am on Twitter learning how to navigate wrestling Twitter, which is very scary. One of the Tweeting. most scariest things out of ever it's not
0: sc- it's it's not scary, it's just a cesspool. Uh and and you can like <laughs> dip your toe in the water and then take it out Cesspools until the next one.
2: Cesspools they are. can be very scary. They're full of bacteria, you don't know what you're gonna get. It can it's be true. like really grimy and slimy and all that kind of stuff, and not my forte. So
0: you know what's in uh, a cesspool? But- a cesspool is kind of like a plane full of bad motherfuckers. Some of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet are on that plane.
2: But is it? But, like, is I it guess really, it depends no? on
0: the cesspool. I don't know. Like, like no, if we yeah. if we did like pot is war and name the show after funny things that were said during the show, we would name this show "It Depends on the Cesspool." But we're not going to. So Andrew last week was disappointed that I didn't name the Greg DeMarco show um, "Duct Tape and Chris Jericho" or held together with duct tape <laughs> and Chris Jericho. But AEW didn't even make the list, so I couldn't have done that. No,
2: so. look, we refused. You Last week's Greg Demarco show was one of my favorites, like literally one of my favorites. <laughs> sorry, uh, Patrick McDowell, if you're
0: listening. Sorry.
2: Yeah. No. Well, mainly because I didn't get criticized uh, or or made fun of, which was really nice. Andrew Bellaz was a treasure. He was a treat. Uh, And I was just, you know, happy happy to be there. And we didn't let AEW on the list. Like usually I am the AEW supporter and Greg is very critical. The roles were reversed. It was a crazy time. It was a crazy world we live in, but we were adamant and they didn't make it on the list. I I released the list.
0: This week at the chairshot.com actually Tuesday. And it was interesting because I even kind of told the story about how we came to it. And I was like, you know, right around like number five, I was like, hey, hey, what about AEW? And then we get uh-huh. like, and it just never made the top 10, along with the Universal Championship did not make the top 10 either. But the top 10 we're talking about, by the way, are top 10 championships in pro wrestling today. Our list was based on importance. And and had a lot of different factors that went into each belt that was on there, and it's a very interesting list. So go to thechairshot.com, check it out, and see what we came up with. Because it was even going back and rewriting it, it was just like, wow, we really did do that. Like like yeah, and, and where we put some things, like we love some NXT and really build the importance of NXT. But yeah, it was good shit, and, and the Intercontinental Championship too. Like I think some people will be happy with that, upset with some other things. But yeah, it's just how it goes. So. Hey,
2: this is such good shit. Not quite sure how we got on this topic, but again, go ahead and follow at Chairshot Media on Twitter because I may be taking over the Chairshots Twitter account this weekend for NXT Takeover 30
0: Ooh, you thought you, you reminded me of something when you said that earlier. You were like, "It's Saturday. Who knows? You know, it's, it's several days away. I don't know." I when I was uh, at a former location that I worked before they shut the whole thing down, I had this one employee that every meeting invitation that gets sent out, he would reply tentative. And and every single one, he would always reply tentative. And I was like, dude, why are you always replying tentative? He's he was like, I don't know what's going to happen on that day. I might, I might be sick. I might not be here. I might get hit by a bus. I, I can't say I'm going to be there. What if something happens? And I was just like, okay, never mind. But that was, yeah, we all got one.
2: <laughs> that's got insane. One. And that's hilarious. By the way, well. if
0: you're working somewhere, I just said we all have one. If you're working somewhere and you don't have one of those people, that means you are that person.
2: Yeah, Just you may be that person. Myself. If you yeah. can't identify who that person is, it's because
0: it may be. If you don't have a weird friend, you're the weird you friend.
2: You be that weird friend. Yeah. And I don't have weird friends. So well, I know where I stand. You do. I mean, not as weird as me. Like that, that's, and that's hard to That's beat. a high bar. But hey,
0: that's a really that's high, a
2: bar. high Yeah, it's a really high bar. You know, go for, go for the top, shoot for the stars, all that kind of
0: bullshit. I, I, I yeah, don't even bother. Don't <laughs> don't chase what don't. you can't catch.
2: No, yeah, i Look, I'm number one. You know, that's and that's. I'm totally okay with that. I'm the weirdest person I know, and that's that's totally fine. And that's probably not super true, uh, but I like to believe so. Um, and that and that's totally okay with me. Uh, but yes, follow us on the socials, on the socials, whatever it is. Go follow us at Chairshot Media, at Chairshot Gray, and at, at, at the hashtag Miranda. Also, something that you can do. Well, you can go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chairshot and get your very own Chairshot T shirt today. You can find over 25 different t-shirt designs available, including some new ones. But of course, I always have to plug in the Queen of Soft Style t-shirt. That is my t-shirt. It is a beautiful t-shirt that you can get. And of course, you can get that in soft style. Why would I do that to you? Why would I do you dirty like that? I wouldn't. That's why you can get the Queen of Soft Style t-shirt in soft style. Now, t-shirts start at $19.99. But again, you do have to pay a few extra dollars to go soft style, but it is worth it. You should treat yourself. You know what? Why? Because you're beautiful and you're amazing and you're a great person. Unless you're not a great person, uh, then don't use this as an excuse to like say, "Oh, Miranda said I, oh, you know, I'm a great person, so I could do you know terrible things." That is not an excuse. You should still buy a t shirt. you know, because people deserve t shirts. Uh, but don't use the excuse that you're a good person if you're not a good person. Uh, that's just just philosophy. Especially
0: because you you don't know, you don't know them. You don't really know if they're a good person like like you. No, I don't. If, if, if I, you're a I like bad to person, think that
2: most people are good are good people. And I want to tell you right. out there, you know, if you really feel like you're a good person, it's very likely that you're a good person. Uh, but there are some people out there who are not good people.
0: Yes, and don't use like, like like Marina said. Don't use this. She don't know you. If you're a good person, she knows you, and and she's right. But if you're a bad person, she don't know you. Don't use that. You're a bad person. Still buy a t shirt, but it ain't gonna make any. Still
2: bad. buy a t shirt. Because, hey, that you steps to progress. Buying a t shirt could help you be a better person.
0: Yeah. Buy a t shirt, uh, yeah, get we'll, a job, take a shower, say thank you, open a door, do something.
2: Yeah. Especially going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and buying a t shirt will help. You know, that, that I can, you know, put my stamp of approval on. So again, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own chair shot t shirt today.
0: PWX over the top shine and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only 5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. That's over 150 of your favorite promotions found exclusively at powerslam.tv. So go to powerslam.tv and you'll get a free week. But if you use the promo code ChairShot, you will get a free month. Now a month is only six bucks, but why not try it out and see if you like it first and do it on us. Go to powerslam.tv promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv promo code chairshot.
1: the shot.com. Always use
2: your head. All right. There we go. Thank you so much to all of our sponsors and partners uh, for supporting the chairshot.com. Uh, you guys are all lovely. That I can vouch for. Yes.
0: I agree. Okay. I agree 100%. Okay. They are they are vouchable because they are partnered with the chairshot.com.
2: The chairshot.com Always use your head.
0: By the way, just just because, you know, this is on the YouTube, that is the voice of Amber. Just everybody knows Amber. You don't know Amber. She's literally appeared on, like, two chair shot things. Um, Like, two years ago, she did a a Cocktails with with Cramber, which is a show that she did with Christopher Platt.
1: TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.
0: Because they're together chilling in their condo in Atlanta. So, there you go. That's who voices are. You can, of course, hear Christopher Platt on Three Man Weave and Pot Is War. You can hear Amber basically never. So, yeah.
1: On Except these commercials.
0: On those commercials.
2: TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. So, this is a podcast in which we discuss pro wrestling, primarily. Of course, we talk about random stuff all the time, as you've heard from the first, I don't know, 10 minutes of this show. But we usually primarily talk about pro wrestling. Um and this week's topics are two that are fairly WWE based. Last week we spent the whole cast talking about AEW, so you know, I like to spread the love. And there's so much going on that, you know, of course it's it's uh, you know, why not? We could focus on one show one week and another product another week, you know. There's a lot of wrestling to go around, trust. Even though, you know, there's COVID-19 and you know the world's kind of ending. There's still lots of wrestling So, ergo... How does the
0: world kind of end? Like, either the world ends or it doesn't. How does the world kind of end?
2: I mean, have you been living in this world for, like, the past six months? It's been kind of ending, you know? (laughs) You die a little bit inside every day, but you still keep on living. I don't know. I mean, are we the walking dead now? I'm not sure.
0: Maybe we're all dead and zombies. I wouldn't even know it.
2: Yo, that's deep.
0: Like... That's, that That deserves this. Are you really fucking with me right now? Are you fucking with me? Because if we're that, then, then somebody really is.
2: That, yeah. Well, no. I don't believe we're zombies. I feel like maybe mentally we feel like zombies, but physically we are not yet zombies. But hey, you never know. It could be coming.
0: It could uh, be coming.
2: This could, this could be the first wave. Yeah. And
0: zombie us I mean. and human us would have weird internal conversations.
2: Dave, it's me, Dave.
0: See, I just say things so I can play a soundbite afterwards. Like, that's No, so literally- that's also
2: true. But don't get me into zombie philosophies because zombie is one of my favorite genres, favorite aspects of pop, pop culture. So I just have an extensive uh, knowledge and also just theories about zombie, zombieism, zombie, you know, universes, zombie viruses, all of that uh and that could be a whole show literally i could just say you know what we're gonna scrap all this and talk about zombies but we're not because this is as i just said it's a you know podcast in which we talk about pro wrestling we have some really good uh, topics to talk about this week. So we're just going to push on to that. The first topic is one that I've actually waited to talk about. This was one, Greg, as as we were conversing uh, several weeks ago, you had mentioned this as a possible topic. And I said, you know what, I want to hold out a little bit to see what happens. And I'm glad I did, because there's been a little bit more development in this story in this program. And there's been layers to it that have been added just as recently as this past week. So I want to first go into a little bit of a background on it and then go into some of the more recent events and kind of our thoughts on this particular program. And what is that? Well, I want to talk about Shayna Baszler and Naya Jax. This is a rivalry, a program that has been building for probably about the past month or so. Um, one that I think a lot of fans are excited about, um, but there's still lots of layers to it. It kind of has some stops and goes, um, and we'll get into that in, in a second. But let's start off with kind of the history uh, where we've been with them over the past few months. A lot of this started when both women competed in the money in the bank ladder match uh, that was ultimately won by Asuka. Uh that was back in March. May. 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 Definitely yes. May. Yes.
0: Definitely after WrestleMania, not before, which would after
2: been WrestleMania, yes. You know, sometimes you get, you know, months it's, that have the same thing. It's COVID. Amount, uh, Who knows? Yeah. Time
0: is a flat oh. circle or whatever Patrick said.
2: Both women competed in the uh, women's ladder uh, money in the bank ladder match. And again, they did not win. So, you know, we don't see both women for, for a little bit of time. Um, then, though, uh, on July 13th edition of Raw, we see Shayna Baszler come back. She actually interrupts a segment between R-Truth and Akira Dissawa. Uh, She beats up some ninjas, comes back all badass. Um, and she calls out all uh, of the women's champions as far as both Raw and SmackDown, saying that she's coming after them. Um, so we get, you know, a, a sneak peek of, of what is to come with Shayna Baszler on July 13th. On July 27th, we have Nia Jax coming out and airing her grievances on not winning the the Raw Women's Championship. At this point, she had been in in some matches uh, uh, against Asuka. And so she's had some more TV time uh, at that point than Shayna Baszler. Um, But again, things weren't connecting until this moment when Shayna Baszler came out to interrupt Nia Jax uh during her promo and the shit talk, the shit talking just just continues until we get a match uh between them which ended in a double count out so we've seen both of these women already in the ring but with a double count out you knew that the story was going to continue uh but then we kind of had a break we didn't see them for uh, a little bit um naya jacks uh ended up um getting us a suspension uh, based off of the results of the match from July 27th. Uh, during that count out, she pushed a WWE official and by push, I mean, she pushed them and then she beat him up. So uh, she did get a fine. And then on the August 3rd edition, the next week she got indefinitely suspended when she pretty much went all in and beat the crap out of him again. So we hadn't really seen any interactions between these uh, two competitors until uh, this week's Raw, uh, the 17th, uh, where Shayna Baszler teamed up with Asuka against the tag team, women's tag team champions, uh, Sasha Banks and Bayley, in which uh, uh, Nia came out to attack uh, Shayna. And so I'm going to stop at this point because there's a little bit more to tell with that. But up to this point, this is where we've kind of gotten this on and off starting point with Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Um, As far as this stop and go, at first I wasn't necessarily thrilled with that stop and go. But again, for me as a storytelling fan, I kind of like to have a, a rapid flow of things, something continuous. But what I do know is that there's little elements that have been playing along through these past weeks that don't always necessarily need it to involve both women that they could you could have just had one or the other and eventually their paths merge you also see Asuka playing a role in this um, as at the time being a women's champion and then losing it and now you know Shayna having an alliance with her but at one point Naya wanting to beat her so again, there's also bringing in other people into the story that made it very interesting. But you know, I think overall it's been it's been a good story to tell so far. You have two uh, of the most. I would say fiercest women on the Raw roster, even in all of WWE competing and in very different ways where you have more of the MMA background of Shayna Baszler being a legitimate badass compared to the size advantage uh, of Nia Jax. So two very different stories and styles that they've been coming, you know, brought together in a story. Greg, what was your thought process when you were even just first introducing this topic to me several weeks ago? Why did you think it was important enough to, to talk about in this format?
0: So for me, it was all about Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler, this, this feud, and a lot of people scoffed at it, especially on social media, especially on the social, on social, on whatever we're calling it, on the, it. On show- the show- social, socials. Anyway, people scoffed at it because it's Nia Jax, and we hate Nia Jax on Twitter. It's kind of a rule on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, you don't like Nia Jax. It's just one of those things. You don't like Roman Reigns. You Can don't like I write
2: that things. down for TakeOver?
0: You could, and then you could just, at some point during a random match be like, oh, by the way, I, from what I understand, I'm supposed to hate Nia Jax because I'm on Twitter. That oh, would actually Nia get a good Bosh. reaction. Yes, write that down. Um, but to me, she's the perfect opponent for Shayna Baszler as long as Shayna Baszler wins because Shayna Baszler – has the type of offense that should be able to neutralize anybody, no matter what their size, strength, anything. And if Baszler is able to take out Nia Jax, which Asuka did in NXT, and and I get that, but that to me is actually going to help Shayna Baszler. And again, I know Twitter would disagree because it's Nia Jax, but if you look at the casual fan, the main target audience of WWE, the visual of Shayna Baszler beating the crap out of Nia Jax and, and putting her to sleep, or making her tap, probably putting her to sleep, we'll get her over with that fan base. And so to me, this was the ideal feud to build for Summerslam. Now, I don't think it's going to happen at SummerSlam because the raw side of that's already pretty stacked. Uh, but I do. But to me, this was just the perfect feud for, to really establish Shayna Baszler. She was establishing NXT quickly came in and got a shot at Becky Lynch lost. And that's kind of how it works, right? You come in, you get a high profile match, you lose, then you start to build and establish the person. And that's what they were doing with Shayna Baszler. And to me, that's what Nia Jax was the perfect opponent to do,
2: and even when you're going back and looking at just again the the differences in size, but also in kind of where their strengths are when as, as competitors, you're right. What Shana brings to the table with her skill set is what can neutralize uh, Nia Jackson and her size. And that's also been kind of a big complaint of, about a lot of people who face Nia Jackson. is how credible can an opponent be when there's an obvious size uh, disadvantage? Um, a lot, I think a lot back to her, her rivalry program with Alexa Bliss. A lot of times it didn't make sense when Alexa won because obviously, um, you know, Nia could could beat her physically they did play on more of the emotional side and mental side uh, of this and 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 alexa playing a lot of games and kind of uh, you know emotionally uh and and mentally taking a toll on naya but you know also at this point the the women's roster is being presented in a very different way in general you have a lot more athletic um competitors in in all of of wwe now Um, and you have to really look at again how do people stack up so that everyone can be um, a threat in their own way. And I agree. I feel like this program in particular is a great way to help elevate Shayna, but also make Nia look strong. You have one of the best fires uh, in all of WWE. I believe that a hundred percent. So, and we'll go into the whole fighting uh, aspect of this very shortly, but um. You know, it's it's a really great way to also reintroduce Shayna back into the fold. I mean, she was uh, gone pretty much from May until July. And a lot of people were curious and a lot of people were, you know, uh, also kind of dismayed that they had kind of lost the momentum that they built Shayna up with with Becky. Um, and, and, you know, out, out of all the people on the Raw roster that people were excited to have, I mean, Shayna was one of them. So this builds up some of that excitement. And it's, again, a good story to tell. Um, you know, it's, it's something that's very interesting and I can appreciate what WWE is doing with women's storytelling talked about last week and all the areas that AEW was somewhat failing in their women's divisions and things that they could do. Um, and it's so easy to crap on WWE for a lot of things, the things that they do and they don't do, but one thing, uh, and, and I would say a lot of it is their saving grace for the most part is the presentation of their women's roster.
0: Yeah, they protect the women's roster, and, and partially because of the way women are viewed and the way they've treated women in the past, and so they do have to protect them, and, and that leads to Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax as well. I just want to confirm, did you say Nia Jax is one of the best fighters on the roster?
2: No, I'm, uh, if I did, that was not, the okay, intent. good. Uh, I would I, say, I, 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 I meant to say Shayna Baszler is one of the, the best fighters. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. But, but for a second there, I thought you were saying Nia Jax, one of the best fighters in the roster. And I was like, wait, we got to talk about this, but yes,
2: no, 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 no. Don't. I, okay, that, that good. was definitely a, a slip up. If I was, was just making I sure.
0: Don't. Cause, cause if someone thought that, then I need to rescue your credibility and because you don't want that on you. Um, so yes, she is not saying Nia Jax is one of the best fighters on the roster. Although maybe based on the number of people she's injured, she would be, but who knows?
2: <laughs> At this point I think maybe she's injured more people than she literally her.
0: barely touched the, the plexiglass on Raw on Monday and it popped off the thing. Like she is just she she just is, is cursed. Don't so- go near Nia Jax.
2: I want to go into another element of the story, because this is one that I think either we've talked about on air or off air regarding Raw Underground and Shayna Baszler. So, again, we still have Raw Underground. It's a thing. We'll see how long this whole thing lasts. But one of the things that uh, about Raw Underground that we had anticipated was when is Shayna Baszler going to show up? The first few weeks, it was very male focused. Um, But last week on the August 10th edition of Raw, we did see Shayna Baszler make an appearance. And that is a perfect element, not only for her, but for Raw Underground. You think about this, you know, whole fight club, uh, underground, mysterious, whatever adjectives you want to throw at it. But you need to have credible people at Raw Underground in order to establish it. And what's was more credible than an actual MMA fighter in Shayna Baszler? She took down not one, not two, but three people. So, uh, and I think you had mentioned it, Greg, too, that Raw Underground could be that type of scenario where that's where people go off to blow steam. That if, mm-hmm. if you don't have a, a successful uh, match on Raw, you can go to Raw Underground and kick some ass.
0: And Shayna Baszler whooped some ass when she was in Raw, and she should. And it's, you know, she's built for that. She, almost as much as somebody else is built for that. But that's a sidebar that I'm going to make sure we get to, but not yet. But that was, yeah, no, she is perfect for, for Raw Underground and, and kind of appropriate that, that Naya went there to find
2: her. Yeah, so uh, exactly. This week, we did see that Shayna Baszler wasn't alone. So after her match um, with Oscar, or, uh, after she had that tag team match with Oscar against Bayley and Sasha Banks, we did see her uh, in uh, the back with her two fellow horsewomen um and so that was a pretty big deal we hadn't seen them in a while and uh so you knew something was coming up especially after again we saw them talking to Shane man so uh you know we and i just, just
0: want to because at this point i got giddy i got real giddy oh
2: okay when they were talking so to Shane explain. McMahon.
0: so now i'm gonna sidebar then because it's just all has to go together
2: might, might as well
0: marina shafir is pretty much probably the biggest badass in the entire company. Like, in turn, like, real life. Like, it's Brock Lesnar, and it's Marina Shafir. Like, literally, she she is... is, So, Brock Lesnar, it's often been said that if wrestling were real, Brock Lesnar would become world champion and would never lose the championship. Like, he's that overpowering. He's that Mm -hmm. good. Well, to me, that's Marina Shafir. Like, when it comes to actual, real fighting, she would beat Shayna Baszler probably in the first round of a fight. Like, she is... A, a legitimate badass in there, and when she stepped into the Raw Underground and just started whipping ass, like poor Brandy Lauren, Florida, in her independent talent, just got destroyed. And it was just like this is like Marina Shipfear, not that great in the ring, and when she was in NXT, neither is Jessamyn Duke. But when you let her go in Raw Underground, I mean, it was perfect, and I was so excited because. It was, you know, you think about all the people on the roster that, that could excel there and, and all the names that we've talked about. And Marina Shafir wasn't the first to come to mind because kind of out of sight, out of mind. But man, when I saw them talking to Shane, I was like, oh, boy, like people are really going to I don't think a lot of WWE fans realize just how good she is because wrestling's not really your thing. But fighting is. And man, when she went out there and just started going off, like I was just like, this is. If they can somehow use this to launch her, she could be a big star if they treat her like a badass. Like she could be what they don't have because Ronda Rousey's not there. She could actually be that and, and just completely destroy people. And, and I mean, I know they're together, but man, I would love to see Shayna Baszler and Marina Shafir, um, even in the Raw Underground. Who knows? But I loved every second of it and, and the world. And you could tell like she was happy. Doing what yeah. she was doing, like the person was happy doing what she was doing, and it was great. And when they were talking to Shane, I was like, "My God, I really hope she she gets in there and starts fighting somebody. Oh yeah, and she did. I mean, there
2: was no, the, it just wouldn't have made any sense. Like as much as well, you my know, fear people... is that it
0: would have been Jessamyn Duke and not Marina Shafir. And 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 no disregard, no disrespect to Jessamyn Duke, but Marina Shafir is a badass,
2: mm-hmm.
0: badass, real life badass would beat most of the men's roster. Badass.
2: And, and that's the one thing I do wish we see when, when Shayna made her way to Raw Underground, you know, they still kept it very gender specific. I think, again, the fact that this is supposed to be no rules and it's, you know, uh, it's all fighting style. The fact that they're like, oh, no, women... Beat up women it's like well then there are rules and then this is isn't as cool as you think it is Shane McMahon um, and I was obviously right but now that might happen it still that that might it still may happen it still may you happen you can't do it all in
0: one week and, and that could still come. You know, when, when if the underground starts to plateau a little bit, then I think you can bust that out. Mm-hmm. They got yeah. the talent to do it. And and plus, they they use some no-name people on there. So it'd be very easy for Shayna or Marina or somebody to beat up a person that we don't really know who they are um, mm-hmm. and maybe build a match. Look, I bet Dolph Ziggler would do it in a heartbeat. I bet Ziggler yeah. would love to go out there and do the job, quote unquote, to Shayna Baszler or Marina Shafir. Guarantee you he would. He don't care. Pay him. He's happy.
2: Well, yeah, that's 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 true. Yes, and and I absolutely believe they would use some you know talent, local talent, to help you know push that. And I think it would be great. I think it's a great utilization of that talent and great spot for all all three women with uh, Jessamyn Duke, uh, Marina Shafir, and and Shayna Baszler. I mean, going back to building some credibility around Raw Underground, which kind of sounds. Uh, like that—that that statement of itself is strange because, you know, how how do you build credibility to something that is just so far fetched? Uh, but having real competitors like that there make the difference. You know, can actually get fans really engaged because that's also one of the few formats that we actually get to see all three of them together.
0: Yeah, what's far fetched about it?
2: Well, I would say that it's it's still WWE. Like, right. you look at Raw Underground and nothing about it is as mysterious or even, you know, and I mean this not in a literal term, but sexy about it. You know, it's supposed to be dark. It's supposed yeah. to be grimy. It's supposed to nothing about it. spectacle. It, it just yeah. doesn't. You know, there's nothing believable about it. I think the, the good analogy I heard uh, people using, it's like if Disney tried to produce a horror movie, like it just doesn't quite work uh wwe's great with lots of other content uh and maybe if it was a little bit more cinematic style Mm -hmm. uh then i could kind of believe it if there was a little bit more cinematic quality to it but you know there's just elements of it that i don't really you just really don't believe when you watch it as underground
0: yeah to me it's it's fake fighting whether it's fake fighting and so it's just another form of it you take the ropes off and and you're doing something a little bit different but no I get it it's not something that WWE has produced before uh they probably could have gotten into the mixed martial arts business if they really wanted to and and done really well there but no I I do see what you're saying in terms of why it's a little you know just different from what the WWE produces um I think they're doing it successfully especially early on they're not doing too much too fast so I I dig it I
2: mean obviously again it's It's just that uh, out of the other elements of it that are a little hard to believe, having the actual people there that add credibility to it will help.
0: I'm interested to see where they do it in the Amway Center. Hopefully they don't keep doing it at the Performance Center and and find a place in the Amway Center to set up Raw Underground because I I just want to keep it going. I'm not going to lie. just want to keep it going. Could we have virtual fans in the Underground? I don't think that would work. No, I don't think that.
2: Would no, happen. because there's also a doorman that lets people in. So, right. it's a you know, it's very exclusive. I guess I haven't even really established the guidelines of how do you even get into the underground. Even though like there's a camera crew there and people, you know, all well the Shane said that get up. To watch you know. it,
0: that's that. That's where Shane and, and having Shane in place makes sense. Because well, Shane set that up. Well, Shane, it's, uh, there's also look. I love Raw Underground, but like, what happened to the Hurt Business? Didn't they take that thing over?
2: Exactly, like, and that would have added credibility, like having an actual gang of people, right, that are you now know, running and I use, it. And I use that term loosely, but just having like more of a faction take it over than Shane McMahon doing it, like that, to me, would have added way more credibility and a lot more interest. Yeah, it.
0: like they took it over and then nothing.
2: Yeah, huh. I had my own theory. uh I've mentioned this on. on it's a partner, uh, website, luchacentral.com as we talk primarily lucha central. Um, if Legado de Fantasma, that trio showed up, um, uh, and, and maybe we get them versus the hurt business. That is very much fantasy booking, but oh, at the same time, be... both. <sighs> right.
0: No, but the problem that you run into is, is the problem that we talked about earlier. The... none of those guys should be able to do anything to Bobby Lashley. Like, it's just the cruiser.
2: No, I'm race. not, I'm not and, saying about that. I'm just saying about just having more characters oh yeah, driven stories as far as, you what? know, you have maybe these two rival factions fighting over control of yeah. Raw Underground. Now, I understand this is a TV show. Right. So part of my mind goes a little bit more into storytelling than, you know, actual performance here. I like agree. I'd, and and anyway. I feel like there's an element of storytelling that Raw Underground could be doing. And, and we'll talk a little bit more about this when it comes to Shayna and Naya. But in general, I'd rather have this being controlled, say, by the Hurt business. Yeah. And then operating it because it builds to the story of not only you know who the Hurt business is, but their credibility. While it also means like I, there's there's a whole element too of Shaman Man running this just does not feed to me any credibility that this is anything underground. Yeah. You know, like it just Although it is. There's, it's
0: weird because Shane and, and they don't. They haven't touched on it. But Shane was a huge ECW fan. Wanted ECW to come in the fold. Like this is a lot of what Shane has always wanted. But they haven't talked about it. They just put a different jacket on him and had him go out there as, as the the underground guy. And it doesn't make no sense. But yeah, the whole hurt business thing is just mind blowing to me because it was the perfect cliffhanger for the first raw underground, and then yeah. it just never.
2: And they disappeared.
0: And they disappeared. Yeah.
2: After taking it over. Business to run raw underground.
0: Yeah, like it was perfect, and they stopped. And I, look, I love Legato del Fantasma. You know, I want them to feud with Undisputed, feud with Undisputed Era, and, and who knows if we'll get to see that, because I think that would help them out tremendously. But yeah, but we digress, because that's what we do.
2: Yes, yes, fantasy booking detour. So this week we did have um, Marina Shafir uh, compete, fight fight. Fight is which the term you use in raw underground. Yeah. I wouldn't say compete
0: um, because it was not a competition.
2: No, she, no, no. She it I, I'm sorry. When you're above ground, it's compete. When That's you're true. below ground, when, when you're, you're underground, underground yes. it's fight. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Even the terminology is different in raw underground. Should ladies be, and gentlemen.
0: Should yeah. be. You notice though, this week they stopped wearing masks. The 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 performers stopped wearing masks in the underground
2: because it's the underground there's no rules yeah, of,
0: it does make sense like that it doesn't
2: make any sense i'm sorry it's breaking, making my head hurt trying to establish this any anyways so uh okay back to the main topic and marina Shafir kicks some just ridiculous ass on raw underground uh and then we had naya jack show up um and and she took over she uh uh believed well, she kicked both uh, Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke. Um, Shayna Baszler got into not the ring, but wherever the fighting. It's
0: um, a ring with no ropes.
2: It's a ring. Got into the ring to confront Nia Jax, and sure enough, you know Shane sanctioned it. He said, "All right, let's let's have them fight." And it looked like we were going to have a fight in Raw Underground between Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, but uh, Nia. She slipped out right as the bell rung um, and, and left. left. So,
0: Which, by the way, why was there a bell? Like there hasn't been a bell.
2: Though I thought there was a, always a bell.
0: Well, there wasn't a bell in the beginning. But yeah, yeah the, the bell was – it seems weird there's a bell. I don't well,
2: know. it only rings once. It's just kind of the thing. You know, I don't – again, logic in this uh, – I know. Not here to, I'm this doing the thing I complain about.
0: I'm trying to apply logic to yeah. an illogical situation. I shouldn't do that. Yes. But why is
2: there a bell? But so we have another element to this is that not only we've seen the interactions on, you know, regular raw, but now we have this story also being told um, on underground. So what do you think Greg, this means for the story of Nia Jackson, and Shayna Baszler, now that we've seen this other element um, they, they've, you know, encountered each other uh, on underground. Do you think we're going to see what's the next step? Do you think we're going to see them more in underground, or we're going to continue to see them more, you know, on the top level. I don't. I have to figure out a difference between, you know, overground and above ground. I don't oh, know. above above ground. Yes, on above. Even ground, though, raw. if you
0: know anything about the performance center, it's not underground. It's just to the left. But well, it's but to the left. Ground doesn't really work. Um, I'm really glad. I was hoping you would ask, and I'm really glad you did ask this question because this makes perfect sense. And here's why. You said it earlier. Nia Jax has been indefinitely suspended. Nia Jax cannot wrestle Shayna Baszler in a WWE ring because she's not sanctioned to wrestle right now because she's been indefinitely suspended. The only place this match should be able to take place right now is Raw Underground because that's just Shane saying, "Yep, let's go." So, Nia walking away, I mean that's that's, you know, trademark booking 101. Right, heel walks away because villain doesn't want to fight and now eventually that match gets made. So, I think our first big built marquee match promoted over a week or two in Raw Underground will be Nia Jax versus Shayna Baszler because that should be the only place it can take place is in Raw Underground because Nia Jax is still technically indefinitely suspended. So I do think the step is to eventually build to a match. Now, I know we had a match kind of announced last week on Raw Underground, but this is like the first big marquee match on Raw Underground Mm -hmm. to me. And I think it happens. Maybe it happens as part of SummerSlam. Uh, while I think they're going to go four hours on SummerSlam like they usually do and we'll get more matches added, um, I have a feeling it'll probably be more something they advertise for Raw. Maybe this coming Monday on Raw. Maybe they'll book it this Monday and show it next Monday. But I think we're going to get this match first. Well, not first because it's already happened. Double count out. But we're going to get this match in the underground. And I think we should get this match in the underground. That's that's where they've gone with the storytelling. It makes logical sense. It's the only place Nia can compete. That's kind of her going into Shayna Baszler's domain, which is why she ran off. It all it all makes sense, and and maybe she'll make some demands. Maybe she'll somehow manipulate Shane into giving her her job back if she competes in the underground. There's a lot you can do with it too. Yeah. Plus, you get the match that makes sense.
2: And that I'm glad you mentioned that because that was going to be kind of you know the the carrot dangling as far as what's the incentive for Naya to do this uh, because ultimately we saw her we saw her run away walk away from this is that there isn't a whole lot of incentive to have a match with Shayna in her own element. However, if she gets something out of this, if there's a chance she can go back to uh being a part of the roster, then it could be a risk worth taking. So that's a, I think a big element to this where I think Shayna's going to be doing the challenging. Shayna is going to be calling it out. But Nia is going to be continuing to manipulate the situation to her advantage, which is really, you know, something that that I think her character is good at doing at this point. She's really been able to build up that that manipulation angle, as well as as far as, you know, the size factor um, that could could play a role. Now, I'm interested in what is the execution of this match look like? We talked about Naya's style being very different, uh, a little even dangerous but it's not going to, I mean, how could it be a regular wrestling match? Like that to me is is enough to be curious to really watch um, because in general too, you know, with wrestling, even that big of a size disadvantage could be something that could be explained. But when you're going into more of a fighting style, I think that's actually going to be more of a challenge to tell that story um, than if, if they were in a regular re- wrestling match. I,
0: I don't expect it to be long. None of the fights in Raw Underground are long because real fights typically aren't long. Um, I think the story is very simple that Nia is out of her element. and But this is the only place she can fight right now because of, of the suspension from Raw. I think she gets her ass kicked. I think there's a lot of stalling. I think there's some cheating. I don't know if you can cheat in Raw Underground. I don't know. Um, but in the end of the day, she's going to get neutralized and get her ass whooped by Shayna Baszler. She'll probably get her win back in an actual ring leading to the buffer match down the road. Who knows? But I think in their underground, she's getting her ass whooped. I want to throw something out though, that can kind of connect some dots of things and and maybe some things that we thought were forgotten, weren't forgotten. What if this ends with Nia Jax in the hurt business?
2: I wouldn't be mad at that.
0: Like we haven't had a lot of women involved in factions, but we're going to talk about one later that seems to involve some women I think I've always felt like there's something missing from Nia Jax still. And it's not a big something, but it's a little something. Just something that keeps her from being like that top level star, which not everybody can be. There's just there's not everybody can be that. I could see the Hurt business maybe giving her that. Just like Bobby Lashley, right? Something missing from Bobby Lashley, the Hurt business could give that to him. Maybe the Hurt business is what Nia Jax needs to finally really truly get over as a mega star. And mm-hmm. I think that MVP, while yeah, he's wrestling, but he's really as a mouthpiece, is just so good. Naya can talk, but she can't talk that great. She can't talk as well as like Sasha Banks or Bayley or, you know, Becky Lynch, obviously, or Charlotte Flair. But I really think Naya in the hurt business, that gets me intrigued.
2: Yeah, it really does. And I think it's a great pairing. I mean, you have someone with her size, her intimidation factor as well. Um, that the Hurt Business could really benefit from, but also in the same aspect, I mean, MVP could provide her with the opportunities she's been seeking. I mean, we started off... in explaining more of the backstory of this, a lot of this started when, you know, she was upset about not getting the title opportunities that she felt that she was owed, missing out on, you know, uh, being so close to the championship of money in the bank. You know, this could really be a story of building Naya and Shayna in two separate ways, you know, with the association between Naya and the Hurt Business and not being more of the, you know, led by MVP and his business sense and his, you know, strategy. Uh, with the faction compared to Shayna Baszler, who's using kind of more of her brute strength to make her way through the women's roster, and I think both are are great stories to tell. Good things, good explanations, um, and I, and yeah, I absolutely think they would. She would benefit from from it. And I again, I want to see the hurt business back on Raw Underground. And if this helps the the, the hurt business get back on Raw Underground, I am all for it. And who knows? Lots maybe of, yeah,
0: maybe they've been there. Maybe they've been behind the scenes. Pulling some strings. Who knows? Like, like that story can still be told.
2: Very much. I, I 100% agree. And, and going back to the what we were talking about earlier, I mean, this match, if we do have a, a Nia-Shayna Baszler uh, fight uh, in Raw Underground, this could be what draws people to it. You know, uh, I, I appreciate Ivar and...
0: Uh, um, Eric
2: uh eric and no 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 Dolph was as far right oh, Ivar yeah. and, oh. Dar- and, and and uh i don't know which one is going to be facing um Dolph soon i think it's ivar That's
0: ivar's all. got well i'll say ivar's got the beard but they both ivar's the bigger of the two i can't remember who it is either though
2: mm-hmm. the one of is, them uh one of That's them. not going to... One of the Viking Raiders versus Dolph Ziggler isn't going to draw me to Raw Underground. It's not. And I think the same goes for fans. But you get Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler in Raw Underground, I have a feeling you're going to see an uptick in viewership. And that's great. The fact that they even put that emphasis in the women's division in an element like that again some people may think the concept of raw underground is a little silly i think it can be at times as well but if you're utilizing something like that to help tell a story especially in elevating your women's roster in your women's division that's a good sign it's a good thing and i think we should you know uh be uh cognizant of that and you know i think as fans be slightly excited for it pretty excited enough that you know if if and when it becomes official you know tune into it and see what happens
1: yeah
0: I agree I think it's 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 got it hasn't been ruined yet I, I do it's it's funny I don't I wouldn't call it silly because it's WWE you talked about it on, on the Greg DeMarco show right it's, you got to know what you're watching with WWE like and we talked about that talking about you know the whole kayfabe thing with with Manny Rose and Sonya Deville. It to me this fits WWE. They're trying something new, they're doing it. It's way better than Brawl for All was, that's for sure. And mm-hmm. I I think it's got staying power and as long as they don't screw it up and they don't it doesn't feel like they're going to screw it up, but who knows? Uh, you know. It's young.
2: It's young. Yes. So, those are our thoughts on Nia Jax versus Trina Baszler. Stay tuned. We hope to have uh, more to share with you on that uh, in the in the coming weeks. We hope to see this on Raw and around. We hope to see, you know, when I say we, I mean the royal we. I'm speaking for Greg, but things he's already said before, you know, as far as uh, being a big fan of Jessamine Duke, hoping she kicks more ass, hopefully seeing more uh, of uh, Shayna, Jessamyn Duke and, and uh, Marina Shafir on Raw, because why the hell not? Uh, and bring the Hurt Business back to Raw Underground. Yes. So those, those are our demands.
0: There it was, Marina's clap of the week. Bring the Hurt Business back to Raw Underground.
2: Oh, sweetie, that was—it wasn't it, but you know you're getting closer.
0: Closer and closer every week. That's all I can do. Yes.
2: And now we are going to uh, have some commercials from some of our partners.
1: Lucha Masks dot com by Pro Wrestling Revolution This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShop.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShop.com. I don't know
2: how that got in there. I have no idea. You have no idea how it got in there. No idea, of course. No idea. So the final topic for today's show is one also WWE related, also things that we've been seeing on Raw and on SmackDown. uh, But one we haven't had a lot of time to talk about, we've seen it uh, enough over the past few weeks, as I told Greg, to be able to formulate an opinion about it and uh, really get a sense as to what our thoughts are regarding retribution. So this is a group of people that have been causing havoc and mayhem and chaos uh, every week on Raw. And we've also recently seen them now on SmackDown. And it seems like their goal is to interrupt and disrupt weekly broadcasts. Uh, Not only just what's happening in the ring and in the crowd, but now as viewers, interrupting our stream. Now we first saw them uh, when it was a a, a video uh, kind of a recording of them uh, what Molotov cocktails to a gener- like a generator. that was pretty yep. intense a power uh, box. In- introduction uh, to this big power generator that impacted uh, the uh, power to uh, the facility uh, the raw. Um to the performance center throughout that night. Um, Then we saw them, you know, anywhere from kicking cars to uh, coming on site into the performance center, tearing stuff up. And then uh, this past week on Raw, seeing them actually get into the production truck and uh, destroy property there and cut the feed um, to go to commercials. So lots of things with retribution. Now, another element of this is these are masked individuals. They're wearing uh, clothing that comes covers most of their body, uh, masks, so you really can't see who they are. Um, You can see some of the hair, so you do notice that there is a mix of men and women within Retribution as well. Um, And it's been, I would say, also kind of a polarizing aspect of Raw. I think there's some fans who like it, that it's something different, something unknown, something keeping, you know, uh, on their feet. And then there's others who just think is kind of silly uh you know uh it it, in it of itself i would say that the the very first signing of retribution piqued my interest absolutely something that we had not seen before um uh, with the wwe as far as you know a faction a group that's intention is really to put mayhem to, to disrupt raw But as far as that cycle going every week, you're kind we're getting to a point where we're saying, so what, like, what, what, what's the deal here? What is, what are you doing? So I don't know. Are you at that point, Greg? Like, what was your very first impression of retribution and where are you at now a few weeks later?
0: So I was excited about the possibility of retribution when it was announced and I was fine with everything they did in the first week. Um, and i was so excited that I wrote an article about it. I wrote an article about it. It was top five things retribution can do on Raw as their second week, and basically they did nothing. Like, like, like we said it before on the show, right? Just do something. And everything they're doing is peripheral. Everything they're doing is, it doesn't really make an impact anymore. Um, and I feel like by by the time they reveal themselves, this thing might be dead on arrival. And, and, and it, it, it might be, you know, wrestle crap 10 years from now. I just, I'm really concerned because I think they had something and I think they, they, they kind of loot a little bit already. Um, I was suggesting things that would further the storyline, right? Win the 24-7 championship. Have someone go in, in raw underground. Have someone get accidentally unmasked, like a major someone, like Tommaso Ciampa or Leo Rush or two of the rumored members instead they just kind of done the same stuff and then the issue you run into is that for everything that we complain about the fans online they're also too smart because one week on Smackdown they beat up Jesse Kamea in the crowd the next week on Raw she's under a mask as a member of Retribution because you can tell by the hair which she posted about on social media and then you see the hair right there the next week so it's They're, they're just kind of throwing people under these masks to use them and maybe, you know, send people off the scent of who they really are. Obviously, if Dijakovic shows up, he's huge. You know who he is. He's the one that I think would show up and get unmasked right away as a member. So at least we have something, but like, I feel like you've got to give us something and you really haven't given us anything. And Mm -hmm. so my excitement is gone already, and and you got to do a lot to win me back. Now, I suggested things like have a champion do an open challenge and a member of of Retribution win. Have them make some demands. Like, like have them take a hostage. Maybe taking a hostage wouldn't be the best thing to do right now, but Mm -hmm. have them make some demands. Why are they even here? Like, we have no idea. And it's been three weeks now.
2: what the hell? Now, I do have an interesting point. So, talking about taking something over. Now, I do think that something that really could happen that we could see soon. So we talk; they're escalating as far as their movement throughout the back this week, they destroyed one of the production trucks. We did see them also on SmackDown. So they're not just universal 2 raw. We do see them on different brands. Now. What if they were to take over the Thunderdome this week with the big launch with, you know, this, this big reveal that's happening that they take over Thunderdome and that's where they start to either make their demands or they start, um, you know, explaining behind it. Um, and that's kind of a way to hold up the show, uh, to disrupt it without, you know, getting too deep. Now this also it doesn't lead back to the hacker thing that we never got any closure about and whatnot. Maybe the hackers part of it. I don't even know. But that was the one of the thoughts that came to mind is that when I started to put these things together and what I think could be a very interesting way to play on multiple elements of current events is have them take over the Thunderdome. You know, I mean, this has been all over social media, all over the news. Fans have got excited. So why not hijack one of the the biggest events that's happening on uh, TV now? Um, while well, you know, it still allows them to showcase that they are you know, unstoppable. Now it's, it is different than causing total destruction, but I think eventually you have to evolve. Like you can't just keep destroying things and expecting people to just say, Oh, well, you know, that keeps me tuned in every week. Eventually as a group, they have to evolve. Now, maybe that's how they got our attention at first. And now we need to know what is your reason? What are you doing? Why are you doing this? Who are you? Uh, I feel like at least having that segment of who are you or, 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 why you? Why are you doing this? You know what's the point of this? At least will keep me interested enough to wait for the who. Um, but that's that's my kind of fantasy booking. Let them take over Thunderdome. I mean, hell, people are having low expectations for it anyways. Yeah, uh, uh, and, and they're already expecting you know glitches. Why not play on that? And, True. And, and, you know, have have them take it over and, and be a little bit, I want to say more sophisticated. I know that's not the best term, but again, you have to evolve than just like destroying shit because that's not the basis of a faction. Like, I think sophisticated
0: is actually a really good way to describe what they should be a little more sophisticated in what they're doing. Have a motivation, have a plan, do something. The Thunderdome thing you bring up is a great element because – there's supposedly going to be a thousand people watching via the Thunderdome. And first of all, I fully expect this Friday on SmackDown to see a thousand Bray Wyatt's at some point, like I just, (laughs) and, and that's going to be be. great. But, and I think that's how you establish the fact that the Thunderdome can be used in that way. Then having them taken over, because the, because the thing about the Thunderdome is that you can have it be a thousand screens. You can have it be one screen. You can have one wall. There's a lot you can do with it. And there's a lot that retribution can use. And I think that would be a good way to advance this thing a little bit um, it'll be interesting if takeovers at at the Amway Center as well, that's the first time Retribution is in the same place as NXT and it could be interesting to see if they have any, especially if they're rumored to be from NXT see if they have any involvement uh, in that regard, I don't think they will, but I think it's going to be specific to Raw and SmackDown, but I think Thunderdome could give them a new element and, and something that could hopefully advance this thing forward because you gotta do something
2: so another thing I've been thinking about is something that's come out of the past few weeks of Raw and SmackDown is we're finally getting somewhat of a united front of current roster members trying to, you know, build up a, a resistance against retribution. Um, and that gets me thinking, you know, maybe by this point, I hope that we, you know, actually get some you know information as to who retribution is, but maybe not. We're in August. We got September, October, November. And November is usually Survivor Series. And, you know, last year, the big draw was Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. Um, maybe we don't have that this year. Maybe we, and maybe it's a combined element. Who knows? But, do you think long term story wise, we could see a retribution faction in a Survivor Series type of match against, say, this resistance of roster members? I think maybe it could be sooner than that, but it, 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 it makes sense with some of the direction that they've gone with over this week that, you know, both sides of the roster, both Raw and SmackDown, are building up a force to try and combat, you know, retribution in some way.
0: I think that there's a possibility there, especially because it could be uh, a mixed tag situation for a Survivor Series, uh, which we don't always see. Um, it'd be really hard to not do Raw Smackdown on NXT this year since NXT won last year. That would be, I mean, what a great move, right? We beat you last year and we ain't even coming this year. But that did so much for NXT and 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 w- was great. And the whole build to it was amazing as well. Uh, I think it's so easy to forget about that because it feels like seven years ago, thanks to the pandemic. But it was. It's. I, I'm cautious because I think about what happened with the Nexus and and how hot they were and how they just got completely destroyed by one guy and it, it's. So I'm a little concerned in that regard. Um, would Survivor Series help them? You got to win if they're in it, and and would WWE do that? Uh, so it's. In, in, or, or would they win? But would Retribution win? But they would win against low-level talent who who then really who, who did you beat and, and then you're a mid-card act so i yeah i could do it but you got to do it big and i don't know if they would i just don't unless they're solidly behind retribution which means it's got to be some members that they really want to build and, and that's a big caveat to it too because we still don't know who is involved and that's something that i think we gotta know at some point at least someone mm-hmm. doesn't have to be everybody but, like, it'd be nice if they had a leader in a mouthpiece.
2: Do you even think they know who's part of Retribution at this point? Um, so many people in the mix that maybe some of them are throwing us off a of guard. I but. do
0: think they know. I, I think they know and I think they are trying to throw us off because people are so smart because the internet loves NXT. And so it's really easy to pick out Tommaso Ciampa and Leo Rush and... Vanessa Bourne and Chelsea Green, who were all the people that were there the first week and and really have not been as involved since then. And Dijakovic, I mean, you're going to know who that is. And, and he's done things on social media to make you think he's involved, and he should be involved. Like, that would be a great way to introduce him. Um, and, and I think it wouldn't surprise me if that's kind of what the group looked like as they as they come out. Leo Rush, to me, would be the biggest surprise of them all because he retired, but Damn sure did sound like him when when they when we heard one of them. And I would love it if it was him. I would love for him to get that opportunity. Um, but I'm just in do something mode right now. I just didn't do something of significance. Like right now, what they did this past week, yeah, they took over a production truck, whatever. And then they, you know, at one point they put a, a cement block through a window. Like I don't feel like these things are significant things that we would remember for a really long period of time. I like when they attacked the fake crowd on SmackDown. To me, that was a big deal because WWE has not really acknowledged them as a fake crowd. And but yet they're not gonna let somebody attack fans. And so they really played on the fact that, okay, you as the fan know what's going on here. You know this is a performance center talent, so we're gonna have them attack them. Um because if they were real fans that they were attacking, then they would have been arrested and, and nowhere to yeah. be found again. Um it would have been like the hurt business taking over underground. But it's just do something. Just do something of significance. So we have something to sink our teeth into. And, and while I'm worried they're going to be dead on arrival, I do still think there's time to fix that. And there's plenty they could do. You just got to do it.
2: Do something. That is, I think the big goal is we. You know, I think they've done enough damage and destruction for a while. I hope you know. And it could be the Raw after SummerSlam. You know, um, or even Friday Night. Maybe yeah. Friday Night's too soon, but some like right now it's just vandalism. Soon.
0: Right now, it's just,
2: yeah, yeah, they're just, they're just tearing shit up. And that's, you know, fun for a while. But like, what's the point? What is the point? Right now, they're high schoolers, too. You know, you, you do all of this. And if the point, the reasoning behind it isn't as strong in the conviction side and people kind of don't align with or understand where they're coming from, it's going to seem like all of this destruction was for nothing. The longer that you do it you know, if you do it a few times, and then you bring out the why, okay, you know, it's to get some attention. But now this process looks like that, you know, you have such the strong conviction or this uh, reasoning or purpose behind doing what you're doing, that if it's not up there as to, to why, no one's going to care, people are going to think exactly, you're just doing this because you're bored teenagers. And that's absolutely, you know, not the case with, with them. But I think you're actually going to lose the meaning behind their purpose as a faction. And the longer you do this, the the more you risk that. So I agree, do something and do something soon. Show us something, reveal one of your cards. I mean, you have to reveal all of them all at the same time, but reveal something so that people are going to get, the fans can get intrigued enough to continue to watch and evolve, evolve, be a little bit more sophisticated in, in your approach. And I think, You know, we'll get somewhere. I think we're going to be okay if you follow these steps on how to cause mayhem and carnage. Yes,
0: whatever intern WWE is assigned to listen to this show this week, you did a poor job with my article and passing that information along. So, so (laughs) either get a different intern or pass this information along. It's just it's, it's a real simple message. Okay, I get it. My article was five different things. There was some complexity involved. I get it, but this is very simple. Two words: do something. That's it. Two words, do, and then something. Just pass it no. on.
2: From your friends, Miranda and Greg. Do something. Yes, that's supposed to be a heart. There's it
0: became heart. one. At first, it was it a melon. Became, eventually, it, it was.
2: Uh, it takes a second. It takes a second. Sincerely, us. Do something.
0: Okay. Do something.
2: Well, we've made it to another end uh, of uh, the next edition, last edition. It's not the last we're going to do with this again, uh, but it's late and my words are jumbled, but we made it to the end of another edition of the hashtag Miranda show. Thank you so much for listening, for watching. If you are watching this on YouTube, if you want to watch, you should go to YouTube uh, media's YouTube page. You can find this. You can see all of our silly expressions and faces uh, and these dimples right here. They're still looking real cute. Um, You could do all of that on YouTube, of course, listening to this show on your favorite podcast streaming platform. And of course, you can find this on TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Don't forget, you can follow Greg on social media at ChairShotGreg. You can follow me. Miranda Morales at the hashtag Miranda and you can follow thechairshot.com on the socials, the social medias at chairshot media. Don't forget, I may be taking over the chairshots Twitter account, which is more than likely I'm gonna be doing that for this Saturday's takeover 30. So again, at ChairShot Media. Go ahead and follow it so that you can get my attempt at Twitter. For whatever that's worth. It's pretty funny. I started, I, I know how to do gifts. I know how to at people. Um, yes. And, and it's, it's developing. I'm, yeah. I'm growing as a Twitterist. Is that, is that what's the Twitter, Twitter?
0: It is now. Twitter? Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. I don't know what the terminology is for someone who tweets, um, but that's, that's just what I'm going to uh, utilize. The terminology course- I
0: use for somebody who tweets doesn't apply to you because it's derogatory. So. <laughs>
2: Oh, and that's why I only go on Twitter uh, for takeovers and other special occasions, yes. Uh, But go ahead, find us on social media. Also, go to thechairshot.com where you can find news, analysis, and opinions articles like Greg's article. Lots of fantastic podcasts that are part of the Chairshot Radio Network. Um, And you know, make sure that you let us know your thoughts on this week's episode of the show. You can let us know on social media and on YouTube in the comment section. Also, for all of the uh, podcasts on the Chairshot Radio Network, Uh, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, Make sure that you are listening to them. Let us know your Thoughts. Uh, I always greatly appreciate all of you who listen to this show. Uh, it's such a fun time for me to be able to do this with one of my dear friends, but also to share this with all of you. Uh, I hope you enjoy this show. Let us know about any topics you'd like for me to cover in the future. Because uh, lots of times, you know, I do this not on the fly, I plan. However, it's always too by kind of the seat of our pants. Sometimes some cool topics come up and cool things come up, um, and news breaks, and we cover that. Sometimes it's just random ideas and thoughts that that we have as well. So you never know. What I mean, you're going to get you had you had dates this
0: week, show. like you had like dates, things happen. So obviously you planned. So you, you I
2: planned. I did. I did some strategery as I was yes. working and preparing for shows this week. Yes, great plan of strategery. But Good job. thank you so much for listening don't forget to go to thechairshot.com follow us on social media and as always make sure that you always do it soft style i'm
0: playing the wrong thing i'm really mad at myself now now i
2: gotta play the right thing can we it. yeah i'll, I'll we'll, we're back and don't forget well what's what what's my catchphrase
0: you just said Honestly. it.
2: Honestly. To do it soft style? Where it's soft style?
0: Keep it.
2: Keep it soft style.